Hello and namaste everyone. Welcome back to Meditation Matters. I'm your host, Nayo Shell, and we are on episode four. And today's episode is about meditating on love. As always, I'd like to start off with how my meditation experience went this morning. And when I was meditating, um, one of the main concepts that continued to reoccur was love and what is love what is the idea of love how to enhance love and myself how to manifest love and not necessarily focusing on romantic love but just love that that comes from the deepest part of my being and how to tap further into that love into that universal godlike love that is me and how to bring that up out of myself so not only am I like filled with that amazing love there but also able to allow it to just overflow from me so that everyone around me is feeling these loving vibrations so that was what my meditation experience was about and um, in addition to doing my breathing exercises I was kind of repeating a mantra of like I am love I am love and each time I would say the word love I was just trying to feel what love would feel like in my body like tapping into like I don't know like like my gut love like where's the love coming from how can I feel the love from the universe just like flowing into my being so I used more of like a targeted mindfulness meditation for this exercise of trying to figure out you know where the love was coming from and um using that practice as a means of like okay I'm gonna feel the love flowing flowing through my feet through my legs you know up through my torso all the way up through my arms my chest my neck my shoulders and my head and then bringing it all into like my third eye center and focusing the love there and just allowing it to manifest in that area and that is something that I would have to say that was a relatively new practice for me so pretty interesting to do I did feel you know something going through my body but definitely something that I want you know really wanted to just explore more so essentially after that meditation I decided that I needed to know more I needed to research more I needed to expand my understanding of this so I spent the time researching some things about love and how we in the English language define love and then how is love defined through the buddhist philosophy and um, it's a very interesting division that i found with researching like a more like i guess other view of love versus buddhist definition of love and it was really just definitions um, I didn't really go any further into like the Christian definition of love or the Judeo definition of love or the Muslim definition of love, but I went with the Buddhist definition of love mainly since that is something I'm very, very familiar with and um, I can very well indeed go into the other definitions of love um, for you guys as well and I can include that in the comment section so you guys can read a little bit more about that and include some links which I'll also include as well some of the sources that I use for today's topic which is on love okay so now that I spoke a little bit on my meditation experience for the morning I want to go ahead and dive into the topic here and 
my current understanding of what love is is that it is timeless, it is not judgmental, and it does not have expectations. That there is also a concept of unconditional love that gives without expecting anything in return. And the unconditional love is something that we can feel for ourselves as well as give to others. So this is just kind of like that concept of like, what is love? And and you try to think, okay, what do you mean that love isn't timeless, that it's not judgmental, and that it doesn't have expectations? It's quite simple. It's, it means exactly what those words, what timeless means, what ju- not non-judgmental means, and what having no expectations mean. So essentially, I do have a couple questions though. And these are the questions that really fueled my research here. As I asked myself, have I ever experienced genuine love? So, like I said, I took my little current understanding of what love is, and I asked myself, well, shoot, <laughs> have I ever experienced genuine love, too? Have I ever given genuine love? Do I know what love truly is? I feel like that's like the age-old question. Do you know what love is? I don't know. It's this. It's that. It's this. <laughs> I don't really know what love really is. So, that was another question I really for my research. Number four, do I give myself unconditional love that comes from the deepest inner being of myself that is connected to this universe? That's the brain exploding right there. That, that was like a whoa. Like where did that question come from? Yeah, I don't know. And the fifth question I have for myself, what practice can I do within myself to experience more love to gather more love, and to give more love, and attract more love. Full spectrum manifestation here, that's what I'm talking about. So these are the five major questions that really fueled my research and my curiosity and what the meditation brought up to me, which was love. That was the concept that came floating into my brain while I was meditating. Okay, so when I was doing my research, what I did actually is I, I literally Googled, okay, guys, Google. We all know this, but Google. <laughs> but I Googled meditating with love and then meditating on love with the goal to understand what it means to build and enhance love within myself and to act more with loving intentions and in everything that I think, say, and do. So these are my deeper like intentions with this holistic meditation that I was doing, right? And so, you know, like I mentioned, I came across a couple of different definitions of what it means to love. What is the topic of love? What is love? What is this concept? What? How do you? How do we define it? So the Oxford Dictionary defines love as an intense feeling of deep affection, a great interest or pleasure in something. Okay. Okay, sure. Attempt. Great. Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines it as the object of attachment, devotion, or admiration, a strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. Now, what was interesting to me about the Merriam-Webster Dictionary is that they use the word attachment to define what love is. And it was kind of like I was doing my research and trying to figure out what love is so much was just talking about these attachments like these feelings this all of this and it wasn't really talking about a a holistic like being and existence of love so that led me to go ahead and google 
you know, what is love from the Buddhist perspective, from Buddhist philosophy. So I found that there are four elements of true love. These are, I'm going to give you um, the Sanskrit name and then define it in English. The first one is Maitri, kindness or benevolence. Now, I could be botching these Sanskrit words, but I will provide these words in the descriptions below so you guys can see them with their English definition. And the second one is Karuna, which is compassion. The third one is Mudita, which is joy or happiness. And then the fourth one is Akasha, which is freedom. So I'm going to go through each one, so bear with me. Um, so in the Maitri, which is the kindness or the benevolence, is the first element of the Buddhist perspective of true love. And this action is void of desire to make someone happy or be kind. And it is instead the ability to make someone happy and be kind. And it is grounded in our intention to love to be loved and be kind. So this is like not even necessarily talking about feelings and desires. Like they're starting off with like, you're not even necessarily like, I want to be happy. I want to do this. Instead of you wanting to be it, you wanting to do it, you are it. That is the concept of like manifesting it. You're feeling it. You're living it. You're making daily decisions to be it to know it, to feel it, to give it, and that it being the kindness. So that that is what that means, that you're already it. You're not desiring to be it because you're already rooted. Your intentions are already there. And so I Googled, I was like, okay, well, how, how exactly can we develop a deeper kindness within ourselves, a deeper sense of kindness rooted into us to the point where we are indeed acting with kindness and everything that we think, say, and do? One thing is reprogramming the way that we think, our thought patterns. And one way that we can do that is we can use mantras within our daily meditation practice or just our daily lives, whatever we may be doing. A phrase like, I give kindness or I am kindness or any other phrase, you know, with the word kindness in it. That doesn't necessarily have to include I, but it can include anything else, any type of phrase that you create for yourself, that you could just repeat that to yourself. It begins to reprogram, and what happens is your focus and your attention begins to pay attention to this. And then another thing you can do while you're saying these mantras is begin to feel what it feels to be kind. Like it's becoming a part of you. You're, you're beginning to feel that energy of kindness flow within you. So that's one way. So another way that you can go by doing this is by being attentive and aware and essentially what I mean by this and this is the awareness where we're not focusing on the mantras but we're focusing on the people around us we're focusing on our loved ones so for example when you're around the people that you love that you care about put your full focus awareness attention on them as they're speaking to you as they're around you give them a hundred percent of your undivided attention and listen to them Essentially, you can practice this type of awareness. And over time, essentially what will happen is that ingrained will you with be this more higher awareness to your loved one, to people, and to kindness. I mean, 
giving people your undivided attention is kind. I know we may exist in a world where sometimes we don't really do that. Sometimes we may not know how to do that. Sometimes we may get bored. Sometimes we may not be able to focus. Our mind is just going, 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 going. But imagine what it would be like to simply 100% make yourself focus on someone as a kind act and giving them your full attention. You'll be able to notice things about them, hear things that they're saying that maybe you've never noticed or heard them say before. And you'll begin to develop a sense of like, wow, okay, this is what this is all about. This is kind of cool. So just kind of like, there's, I'm sure there's like other practices out there that you could use to incorporate more kindness in your everyday practice, but that's one. So I wanted to move on now to karuna, which is the second element of love here in Buddhist philosophy, and that one means compassion. And so a compassion here, the karuna, is the understanding of the suffering of others and being able to also want to ease their pain. So again, you're understanding the suffering of other people, and then you actually also want to ease their pain. So that is the definition of compassion being the definition of karuna, the Sanskrit version of that. So here you can think in terms of supporting your loved ones and understanding what is causing them stress and then doing what you can to limit that. You can also 100% use that type of love for yourself to take time to, one, understand yourself, listen to yourself, dig deep into what may be distressing you. And then being able to root that up and then deal with that, limit that, ease that stress, having compassion towards yourself. So essentially you can, you know, ask yourself questions like, what, what is troubling me? How can I root out these issues? And then the next part you can do is then root them out, accept them, let them go and move forward. So I'm starting to get into how we can go by doing this. But as mentioned before, something else that you can do in terms of being able to better incorporate compassion in your daily practice and just your daily, your daily everything that you do in life is uh, you can use mantras again here. You can use 108 rounds of a mantra. I'm going to say it in Sanskrit. And I'm going to give you the English translation. Om Mani Padmi Hum. And I'm going to also include this in the description so you can actually see it along with the translation. And this means freedom from pain and giving of compassion. 108 times you can repeat this no matter where you are. You can sit in your traditional meditation. You could be driving, whatever it may be. However, you can get yourself to focus for a moment and to alleviate some of the stress that you're dealing with. In addition to digging through it, whether it be writing it down and burning that piece of paper or like speaking to someone, recording yourself, talk, whatever it is that you're able to do to release and help you dig through some of that distress that you're feeling, you can do that. And then you can also repeat a mantra. Essentially, the goal here is to ingrain these concepts deep within our being so that we not only want to become that, but we are that love. We are that kindness and we are that compassion. So let's not forget the goal here. But I want to go ahead and move on to the third element, which is mudita, also defined as joy or happiness. So an interesting quote that I took from um, this article from a woman named Francesca, she was writing with uplift. She said, there is no joy or happiness in love 
when the love is not true. So again, we're talking about true love here. So to define mudita in more detail, when you're giving this genuine love and you're experiencing this true genuine love, it should be filled with joy that grows deeper inside of you and that flows further to others. So love that is filled with joy. Not once are you going to hear love and hatred or love and distress or love and XYZ joined together. A lot of the other pieces of, for example, in romantic or platonic or familiar relationships, we go through struggles with, with you know, people that we're in relationships with. You know, we love them. And so we are going to work through the issue. But any typically love and distress that don't really come together. I mean, these are other aspects of, of just being human beings that begins to impact the relationship. It shouldn't taint the love, though, because the love should be coming from a very deep and genuine, true place. There should always be joy and happiness through love. So even if you are dealing with issues in your, in your relationship, no matter what you say, think, or do, should be coming from a genuine, deep, loving intention, starting with kindness and compassion and true joy and happiness and wanting that for others. So how do we develop more mudita, more joy and happiness in our love? We can take times ourselves to do things that bring us joy and happiness, the things that we love. We can always we can also do that for other people. We can see, oh, they take joy and happiness in that. I can do that for them. In a way, you're doing it unconditionally. So you're not expecting a tit for tat for someone to do it in return for you, but you're just doing it. You're giving that joy and happiness with loving intentions. And you're doing the same for yourself. You can also write these things down. You can write down what makes you happy, what brings you joy. Um, and then you can focus your attention on these things that you've written down to make it a, a more apparent, to make it your objective, to focus more on these loving, the th these things that bring you love, that bring you happiness, and that bring you joy. Also, in your daily practice, you can incorporate like a gratitude meditation. So you can ask yourself in the morning, when you wake up, I'm grateful for waking up this morning, or I'm grateful for this plant sitting next to me, or I'm grateful for my partner laying right next to me, or I'm grateful for my kids, I'm grateful for this house, I'm grateful for this food, whatever it may be. There are so many amazing things to be grateful for. Let's find ways to be begin to reprogram our thinking to say, I'm grateful for this. Or even before you go to bed at night, you could write down, or you could repeat to yourself, I'm grateful for this wonderful day. I'm grateful that I was able to go outside. I'm grateful that I have a car and I was able to drive to work. Or I'm grateful that I have a paycheck coming in. Whatever it may be, you can begin to, instead of focusing on the negatives that may have happened throughout the day, you can focus on the things that you're actually grateful for that brought you joy and happiness throughout the day. Our minds, you know, can so easily focus on the negative aspects of ourselves and of other people and of things that have happened to us. But when we force our minds to change that, focus and to focus on the things that actually brought us a smile on our face or that made us feel just so filled with happiness and joy or that brought some sort of love into you know our sphere that is really really important if we begin to put more attention to that and our minds begin to change and our understanding of love for ourselves and others begins to change all right so i want to go ahead into the last element of love from a buddhist perspective here it's abkisha meaning freedom. Freedom, like being free and 
feeling free, both of them. Allowing yourself and others to grow and develop in organic ways that does not cage yourself or someone else that is rooted in understanding and freedom. Abkasia, giving yourself the freedom to be alone, void of judgment and fear, allowing yourself the freedom to be confident in who you are and how you exist. How can we develop deeper Abkasia within ourselves to then allow ourselves to enhance our freedom, our sense of freedom, our actual freedom from whatever it is we feel caged up against, and then to allow others around us to then experience what freedom is like from us, but also within themselves. One, we could spend time alone, again, doing the things that we love to do. We could also allow the people that we love to do the same thing. Another thing that also can promote a lot of freedom is dreaming. And I don't mean like sleeping, but I mean like literally dreaming. Like your goal, your passion, your purpose, whatever it is that you really feel aligned to, or even if you're not really sure, things that come across that kind of excite you. Write that down. Now, the next thing about writing in a dream or a passion or a purpose, make a plan. Then begin to execute with baby steps. Figure out how it has to be done. Now, there isn't always going to be like a clear script on what has to be done, but there is, you know, folks out there that can be mentors, that can guide you through your thoughts, through your ideas. I mean, if you guys are even want to, you can even put it here in the community. We never know what the community is going to have, what kind of resources our community members may have, what kind of resources your family may have, the folks that you work with, or maybe if you don't, you know, have a job, wherever it is that you are able to be, or be around people, making your dream a reality, then leading to more freedom, giving yourself the freedom to dream, giving yourself the freedom to plan for your dream, giving yourself the freedom to then do for your dream, even if it's little by little, giving yourself the freedom to do that. And another way you can do is write. Write down what makes you feel free. Write down, write down what allows you to feel free. Meditate on these exact comments on what freedom is, how what makes you feel free, how this freedom impacts your happiness, how it impacts your kindness, how it impacts your compassion, and then begin to manifest this freedom into your exact reality. Last thing that I want to hit on um, about this idea and this topic of love and this concept of love is I'm going to also link this as a Shamar Rinpoche's article in the Buddhi Path Buddhist Center. They wrote an article on this concept of like love and compassion on relative and ultimate levels. And a quote that I'm going to start with is, we should develop love and compassion within us until they have become completely natural attitudes for us. That's essentially what I was talking about in the beginning, saying that what, what can we do to develop these loving attributes, true love, genuine love, deep love into ourselves on a daily basis? What can we do? This person is saying we should definitely do what we can do so that everything that we do, all of our intentions, everything that we say and everything that we think is based in love. Another piece that I want to quote here is, Through the power of love and compassion, all unfavorable conditions, the disturbing emotions, and its causes will be destroyed and completely annihilated. 
Without love and compassion, we simply do not have enough energy. Even while we remain trapped in this prison, subjected to the influences of emotions of emotions and karma, the qualities of love and compassion allow us to be guided in the right direction. By training ourselves, it will develop gradual and sooner or later this impartial love towards all beings will become a natural feeling. By training ourselves, it will develop gradually and sooner or later this impartial love towards all beings will become a natural feeling. Right now, when we feel love for one or several beings, very often this love is partial because it is selective and it comes from our attachment. When we talk of spiritual love, that is not partial and exclusive attitude. It is founded in the nature of mind, which is emptiness. It is from emptiness that everything manifests. In quotation. Even if you think about this last confidence, emptiness is that every, where everything manifests. Think about it. Without silence, there would be no sound. Same concept here. Without an empty space, you wouldn't be able to put stuff in it. Like your bed, your couch, your books, all your lovely knickknacks. If you have them. So I'm going to go ahead and close out today's session after reading some of these quotes, some of these articles, you know, reading some of my research collaboration. Um, I want to end with this, guys. Okay, hear me out. So after spending some time unpacking what love is defined, how it's defined by the dictionary, and then how it's defined in different philosophies, being the main one we focus on today was Buddhist philosophy, um, I find that genuine and true love is not attachment and it's not desire. It's our entire existence. It's our being. It's something that we should be literally being from, doing from. We can choose to use each day, each thought, each action and word to cultivate more love for ourselves and then give more love to others. By taking each day, I argue, to meditate on the four elements of love, being kindness, compassion, joy slash happiness, and freedom, can we develop these very traits into ourselves? Can we understand what love is, how it feels, and what it means and looks like? Then as we continue to incorporate this within our daily practice, will we begin to transform ourselves and experience more love? on a daily basis. Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in on this episode of Meditation Matters. It's a little bit longer than some of the other ones, but I really, really, really felt led to have this conversation on what love is and to dive deep into like a few textbook definitions and then dive deep into like a, how one philosophy defines it. Um, I definitely will be coming back to this concept of love and I'll be looking at it from different perspectives as well. I'll be talking about it again when I give more insight on this. But this is episode four, Meditation Matters. Thank you guys for tuning in again. And as always, I'm your host, Naya Shell. Namaste.